Welcome back, faithful listeners, hopefully. Thanks for your patience. We're back with more content. More content. We're still the same podcast, and we're still the same people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if... Physically. There would still be a weird one, I feel like, to tune in as a first listen. Although, I don't know what people are studying in school, maybe. These maybe are... They're, they're just out here looking for a Franz Kafka. This episode is exclusively made for boys who love the fly. Because we're going <laughs> to ruin your life. This is interesting because I, you've seen the fly. Yeah. I have not seen the fly. Ooh. So I don't know what it borrows for. I know it has well, Jeff Goldblum in it. This is also interesting. You've read the fly, <laughs> the novelization, and <laughs> I haven't. Yeah. So, so do you know for a fact that the fly starring Jeff Goldblum? Is based on Franz Kafka's Metamorphosis? Sandy, I'll tell you one thing. I don't know anything for a fact. (laughs) All right. All right, then. In my defense, your honor, (laughs) I said I did not know. Okay, well, maybe we'll find out from this by um, (laughs) cross-referencing our cultural knowledge in this episode um, of a literature in which we are going to discuss uh, The Metamorphosis by Franz Kafka, if you haven't figured that out already. But before we get into the hoity-toity of things, I need to tell you about my Mother's Day fiasco. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Let's catch up on Sam's life. (laughs) We should come up with like a theme song. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we we can. So it was Mother's Day yesterday in Australia anyway. I don't know where else, but... um, uh, Mm, Yeah, because it's different in different countries, isn't it? Yeah. So we were meeting at this fancy French bistro at Crown Casinos. And for those of you who don't live in Melbourne, Crown Casino is fucking huge. All right? It's huge. It's, it's the one it's the one casino, but yeah. it's really it's really earning that stupidly position. big. Yeah. So before I catch my Uber to Mother's Day lunch, mm-hmm. and because I love drama and ruining my own life, <laughs> yes. I smoke the cone. Because mm. I'm like, oh, you know what's going to taste good to this French food? Weed. <laughs> <laughs> Solid logic. Yep. Thank Not you. wrong, but what, what are the complications there are? Here are the consequences of my actions. <laughs> I'll list them threefold. <laughs> no, okay, so I get in the Uber, and my driver is fine. Yeah. We're getting up to the... Just that point where you can either turn right and drop me off at the the at Crown Casino in front of the tram stop in front of mm-hmm. Melbourne Exhibition Center, or mm-hmm. he could keep going and go around to the Riverside part. Yeah. According to Google.com.au, <laughs> the bistro, <laughs> the bistro is at the Riverside part of the casino. Was it? And <laughs> please keep in mind that I was high as fuck. As um doctors would <laughs> medically, <laughs> as medically um confirmed, yeah, by my doctor cousin, mm. um, and he goes, oh, so what restaurant were you going to? I told him, oh, that French bistro thing, and he's like, I'm not sure what that is, but I had a passenger tell me that the restaurants were on this side and the other side is the casino. Which way do you want me to go? And I'm like. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like you know more than me, sir. (laughs) I'm like, you know what? You've convinced me. Let's go this way. Mm -hmm. You say all the restaurants are here. You're probably right. So this man convinced me I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And I I was convinced that he was right. And as I was getting out of the car, I thanked him. I shouldn't have thanked him. (laughs) I thanked him. I'm like, oh, if you hadn't told me, I would have been walking for 20 minutes to get across the whole place. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That would have been a shame. That would have sucked. Mm. I get there and I'm like, where am I? (laughs) So I finally, um, I'm walking with gumption because I'm I'm so confident in myself. (laughs) I walk into a wrong restaurant completely and someone's like, they have a reservation and I'm like, I'm so sorry. Goodbye. (laughs) Walk out of there. Find another way. And I'm like, okay, this looks more familiar. Where am I? So I check one of those information screens. I checked about four of them. And each time I left knowing less than what I had known. (laughs) Okay. Each time I'd watch the little arrow go towards the restaurant. And me looking at it like an intrepid explorer. Like, hmm. (laughs) Northeast, you say? <laughs> well, the chart says. The chart. <laughs> ah, let if me I whip up my, my, my compass. <laughs> but um, 
So I didn't end up walking around for around 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I was getting really warm because I was wearing my big pink fluffy coat. And I just felt like everyone was looking at me because I looked like a big piece of like fairy floss. (laughs) Cotton candy for our American listeners. (laughs) And I was just like, everyone's fucking looking at me. Everyone's going to fight me. So eventually I just call my cousin and I'm like, hey guys, (laughs) where's the restaurant? (laughs) And they're trying to describe it. And I'm like, got it. And then I hung up and I'm like, I did (laughs) not got it. it. (laughs) Little did they know I did not got it. Eventually, I end up in like the right area. I call my cousin again. I'm like, hey, is this the right place? He's like, yeah, yeah. What restaurants can you see? And I start naming him. He's like, all right, keep going forward. You haven't gone to it yet. But don't go so far that you you head to the food court. And I'm like, okay. So I keep going forward as he was urging me to. And then eventually, I'm like, hey. Looks like I'm at a food court. And he's like, <laughs> you've gone too far. <laughs> and then I was like, listen, listen, I'm just going to stay in one place. And you, you come get you're going to come get me. <laughs> and then we're going to go to lunch. All right. <laughs> so in the end, I had to be collected like a lost child <laughs> at like a department store. And someone's like paging their like parent to come get them. Mm-hmm. Not to be dramatic, but that's exactly what happened. That was what happened. Yeah. I, I paged my, my parents to come get me. <laughs> but eventually we make it. We're at the restaurant. The The server we get is like aggressively French. And I'm like, yo, I get it. <laughs> I don't think I've met a French person who wasn't aggressively French. And he was talking about how um his mom was in France. And I was just like, oh, bummer, dude. Can I get a drink? <laughs> <laughs> I knew I wasn't paying for lunch, so I was I was going all out. Mm-hmm. But um, it was a delicious lunch, by the way. Perfect. Everyone was very jealous of me because I was high. <laughs> At least that's what I told myself. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Yeah. <laughs> and Don't let your kids do drugs. <laughs> they, yeah, yeah. Or if they do, just um. Just pretend that they don't. Uh, <laughs> as soon as I got there, they were like, are you fucking high? And I'm like, what? What? Me? Do I look high? <laughs> Am I acting high? And as soon as my mom and my would cousin... Would a high person have would been a high able person to do this? Do this? <laughs> and then I just did a backflip, fell onto all the baguettes. It was terrible. Um, <laughs> but, you know, my cousin goes to my mom. It's like, suspicions confirmed. She's um, showcasing <laughs> symptoms. <laughs> You like tapped your knee with a hammer. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, stop it. <laughs> but uh so mm. that was my mother's day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Right. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Do you wanna get into it? Alright. Tell me about metamor- Jeff Goldblum. Yes. So the metamorphosis. The metamorphosis, by the way. Not metamorphosis, as I originally thought. Yeah, don't um, forget the the. It's a very load bearing the <laughs> It was first published in 1915 in what was then the Austro-Hungarian Empire and what is now the Czech Republic. Oh. Because that that empire collapsed. (laughs) Sure did, Sandy. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. The famous first line of Franz Kafka's Metamorphosis is in German, like the rest of the book. Oh, Imagine how'd you do I that? just left it there. Is <laughs> in German. Moving yeah. on. Um, but basically what that means is that it's impossible to translate properly. Um, but the first translation uh, into English by a person called Villa Muir in 1933 does it this way. He writes... Uh, as Gregor Samsa awoke one morning from uneasy dreams, he found himself transformed in his bed into a gigantic insect. Oh, okay. So we're skipping into the movie. We're like halfway <laughs> yeah, in. We're All right. In media res. We are. Say. We're in there. Um. So the actual term is ungehören in Gezeifer. Well, I don't think it is, but go on. <laughs> so this term uh, could translate to monstrous vermin, giant bug, monstrous insect, enormous bug, gargantuan pest, monstrous cockroach, horrible vermin. Large verminous insect and some sort of monstrous insect. So those are all different translations that have been done by different people. Um, Most depictions of uh, Gregor in like art and stuff on book jackets and stuff make him look like a giant cockroach specifically. But this is like never explicitly said. So we think he's some kind of bug monster. 
Well, let's go with the fly, because it's obviously <laughs> the fly, the novelization. So let's just keep going. Jeff okay. Goldblum's up, and he's like, oh, shit, so I'm in the middle up, of the movie. He's like, damn, I'm a bug. <laughs> but sucks. not really. He's He kind of takes it in stride. Oh. <laughs> um, so he's wondering what's going on, but remaining, in my opinion, impressively calm. Uh, so Gregor look, looks around his small room, which mm-hmm. seems otherwise normal. Uh, he sees the fabric samples that he uses for his job as a traveling cloth salesman. Okay. <clears throat> uh, he also sees the picture of a woman in furs, which he tore out of a magazine and framed. It's like the one piece of art. <laughs> wow. It's um, like when kids are like, Playboy is not all porn. There's articles, mom. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he's, you know, he is a cultured man, much like us. Uh, he sees that it's raining outside the window, which makes him feel a little bit melancholy. Uh, and he considers sleeping it off, and he tries to roll over and go back to sleep. <laughs> He's like, maybe if I wake up, I won't be a sad, and I won't be a fucking fly. <laughs> um, but when he tries to roll over, it turns out the new shape of his back makes rolling over impossible. He's turtling. That's uh, true. Have we ever seen a fly roll over? Unless well, I don't it's think dying? it is a fly. Like, imagine like a beetle, right? Because he's like got Ew. this round, beetly back. Ugh. And he can see like his new little legs waggling in the air. That's disgusting. In front of him. He can only kind of rock side to side. And he like closes his eyes so he doesn't have to look at his <laughs> little legs. He is handling this remarkably well. <laughs> he is. For he's a man who's now calm. an insect. Mm. Uh, now, due to these efforts, he's feeling a little bit sore. Oh, and he starts no. thinking about how much he hates his job. <laughs> And he re- this is the most relatable story about being turned into a giant bug, I think. It's like, that yeah, that's annoying, written. but can we talk about how much I hate my job real quick? <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> you know what this uh, futile effort is reminding me of? The work. <laughs> the workplace. The modern workplace. <laughs> so, he, yeah, he's thinking about how he hates his job. He reflects that constantly having to travel from place to place prevents him from making meaningful connections with oh, people. Oh, now he can fly from place to place. That's pretty cool. I don't think he can. Beetles can fly. Yeah, I don't know. He, wings are never mentioned. Oh, of course. So, the one like semi-good <laughs> thing about being a disgusting insect. The one gets... boon. <laughs> the, <laughs> the one what? You ever heard the word boon? Like, like benefit, I guess. Boonifit? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the... yeah, he's like, I'm traveling around from place to place, so I can't make friends. Wait, shut up, bitch. You can't just go through boon. Where did you... Look it up. It's a real word. Uh, the only place I know Boone from is Ian Somerhalder's character in acclaimed series Lost. <laughs> sure. Boone. Boone. And he wants to fuck his sister. Does he really? He wants to boon her. <laughs> All right. All right, back to insect office man. Yeah, so, uh, well, he he's a traveling salesman. Uh, and he's thinking about how the food he eats on the road is bad. He, he can choose better food. Sleep. Well, he can't really afford it. And he doesn't get enough sleep, which is very unhealthy, he thinks. And he thinks he would like to quit, except his parents owe his overbearing employer a significant debt, which he's kind of working to pay off. Oh my god, he's Belle. <laughs> Belle? Oh yeah, in um, Beating the Beast. Yes. Or the player in Animal Crossing. <laughs> I just started playing Animal Crossing earlier, and I can't get over how much Nuke is such a greasy capitalist. Nuke? <laughs> Um, yeah, Sandy started playing Animal Crossing, yeah. and she gets frustrated when she doesn't catch a fish or a bug. And I'm like, mate, just press A. And she's like, I am. <laughs> well, stay tuned for more Sandy Gamer, Gamer Girl, Girl updates. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he reckons it's going to take five or six years to finish paying off the debt. Ugh. I know. So he glances at the alarm clock, and he realizes he's overslept, and he doesn't have a good excuse to tell his boss. <laughs> Although I think he does I have a good really, excuse. I think he really, really does. <laughs> Because can he still speak? As... Uh, well, you know, more more on that in a minute. Okay. Um, but I'm going to read you the passage. Thank you. Franz Kafka writes, And even if he did catch the train, he would not avoid his boss's anger as the office assistant would have been there to see the flat five o'clock train go. He would have put in his report about Gregor not being there a long time ago. The office assistant was the boss's man, spineless and with no understanding. What about if he reported sick? That would be extremely strained and suspicious, as in five years of service, Gregor had never once been ill. And then he writes, his boss would certainly come round with a doctor from the medical insurance company, accuse his parents of having a lazy son, and accept the doctor's recommendation not to make any claim, as the doctor believed that no one was ever ill, but that many were work shy. So he's like, I feel like the important thing here is the fact that 
He is now a giant insect. I know. Can but we... he's very concerned with his uh, his Work responsibilities. <laughs> I feel like it's more than just calling in sick. Like, hey yeah. guys, buzz buzz. Can't come into work. Buzz buzz. <laughs> M bug. Buzz buzz. Buzz buzz. That's how you text it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he would call. <laughs> you should try that when calling in sick sometimes. Buzz buzz. <laughs> um, turn into a giant bug. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So Gregor hears his mother call out to him through the door, reminding him that he has to catch his train. When he tries to respond, he realizes that his voice sounds weird and unintelligible, probably (laughs) because he's a giant bug. Oh, and he still lives at home. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Gross. Soon enough, his father and sister come to rap on the door, telling him to get up and unlock, get up and unlock it. Oh, I'm a trying. Bit stressed now. <laughs> Just a bit. <laughs> and with monumental effort, Gregor manages to twist and rock himself sideways. Oh, good job. To the point where he's like kind of half dangling off the bed. All right. That's, yep, perfect. Yeah, getting there. The doorbell rings. It is the office manager come to inquire after Gregor to see if he's all right. Holy fucking shit. Just because he's been like late, everyone's like, oh my God. Yeah. I think, I, I envision this guy as like Dwight. From the office. Oh my god. And if he doesn't show up, he's either dead or like kidnapped somewhere. Oh no, I mean the guy coming to get him. Oh. Thinks he's not sick, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. Okay. I'm there. So Gregor's a bit salty about this. He's like, why do I work for a company where everyone's held in such suspicion that they can't even turn into a giant bug without (laughs) the fucking job police coming? So now they're all trying to get him to open the door. And Gregor's mother goes on the defensive, talking about what a devoted worker Gregor is. She's like, he's such a good boy. He never goes out at night. He just stays home and reads the newspaper. Oh, my God. Poor Greg. And from a literary point of view, this reinforces the sense of Gregor's isolation. Oh, does it? Yeah. Did you need to burp when you were saying that? Was it obvious? Should I say it again? (laughs) (laughs) No. Leave leave that. Gregor tries to answer their questions, uh, but they respond to his words with silence. He's like, I'm telling you what's going on. But then Why all they it? can hear is buzz, buzz, buzz. Well, that's it. He doesn't really realize that, I don't think. He's like, my voice sounds weird, but he... <laughs> but apart from that, he, it hasn't really registered. Oh, Greg. Um, in response to this, his sister Greta starts crying in the next room, <laughs> presumably out of anxiety at the weird noise they all just heard. Just um, like... <laughs> and entirely, possibly, embarrassment as well. Gregor, on the other hand, is bewildered. He's like, why is she crying? <laughs> buzz, 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 buzz. <laughs> um, probably because she thinks I'm about to lose my job, and if my lo- and if I lose my job, our parents are going to be in financial jeopardy again. Perfect. And he thinks it's a silly fear, because he's not going to lose he's his job. He's not going to lose it. Just because he's a bug. <laughs> uh, like, he's he gonna can still ex- work. He's yeah. got thumbs, maybe. <laughs> Sell some fabric. <laughs> buzz, buzz. Buzz, buzz. He's going to explain everything later, but for now, he's going to lie still on the carpet because he's not in any condition to let anyone in right now, and he'll find a suitable excuse for this later on. I was a bug. <laughs> it's only a minor discourtesy, he thinks. <laughs> not something that someone would get sacked on the spot for. Oh, they might. <clears throat> the office manager calls through the door and demands an explanation. He hints that Gregor's recent work has not been satisfactory. <gasps> I know. And that Gregor's current behavior looks very bad, especially in light of the rumors that Gregor may have stolen money or embezzled or something. <gasps> Greg! I don't think he did, though. I don't think he can. <laughs> He's a bug. He's a bug. And also, even pre-bug, he was <laughs> just going home and reading mm. the newspaper, the stock market newspaper? Yeah, I guess so. Insider trade. <laughs> So, all right, Greg's a bug. So Dwight's yelling this, at him. Yeah, yeah. Gregor freaks out a little bit and starts calling through the door frantically, trying to explain that he's had a dizzy spell. Buzz, buzz, buzz. <laughs> <laughs> and he asks the office manager to spare his parents any undue concern. Yeah, give me a break, Dwight. Meanwhile, he's trying to pull himself upright using his chest of drawers <laughs> and his tiny little legs. <laughs> The office manager mutters to the parents outside, asking if they understand any of this, because obviously Gregor is speaking bug language. (laughs) His sister leaves to fetch a doctor and a locksmith. They're going to get in and find out what's going on. Is it a two-in-one? Is the town doctor also the locksmith? Moonlighting. Yeah, he like started as a locksmith, worked his way up to surgeon. He's like... (laughs) Oh, I thought it was like a side hustle. (laughs) No. No, it's a... Rags to riches story. I see. Locksmith the surgeon, if you will. <laughs> Kafka describes Gregor's efforts to open the door in detail. Uh, he eventually, because like, how's he gonna open a fucking door? But eventually, he manages to prop himself up on a chair and oh, open the lock with his like mouth mandibles. Ew. Even though it hurts him, 
and causes a brown fluid to drip onto the floor. Oh, barf. I know. <laughs> um, he eventually manages to pull open the door. Seeing that Gregor is now a giant insect, <laughs> the terrified office manager starts to back away, the mother passes out, and the father looks like he's going to strike out at Gregor, but instead covers his eyes with his hands and cries. Perfect. That's the only reaction. <laughs> yeah. That's... Gregor delivers a long speech, asking the <laughs> office manager to put in a good word for him at work, but the office manager continues to back out of the apartment in abject horror for some reason. <laughs> buzz, buzz, buzz. <laughs> Wait, look at me like that. Buzz, buzz. Little, like, antenna waving. Like, <laughs> what do you mean this is weird? Gregor <laughs> successfully tries to catch him as he flees. Oh, fuck. Um, but in the process, he discovers how easily he can crawl on his new legs. Now he's the right way up. He's like, you know what? This is nice. I'm I'm getting the hang of it. Much like me catching the fish in Animal Crossing. You're Just gr- took a little practice. The whole world is your metamorphosis. <laughs> his, I'm metamorphosing into a gamer girl. Oh my god. Truly. <laughs> guys, you know she's got like pink hair now. She's like an <laughs> e-girl and now she's going to be a gamer girl. <laughs> and to think she's married. <laughs> She's doing this face now after she's been betrothed. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. It can't. Better late than never. <laughs> Better never than never. So yeah, he's he's vibing his new legs. His mother jumps up and tries to get away from him, backing into the table and spilling the coffee pot. Oh no. Distressing Gregor, which makes him snap in the air with his little pincers. <laughs> he's like, hey! oh my god, buzz buzz. Buzz buzz. <laughs> the father then picks up a newspaper. And the office manager's cane and starts trying to drive Gregor back, hissing in disgust or maybe trying to scare Gregor. <laughs> Dude, um, why are you being so weird? <laughs> I'm just going to get some paper towel, clean up that coffee. <laughs> Gregor, Buzz. <laughs> Buzz. Gregor is not used to walking backwards and has quite a difficult time of it. He tries to turn oh, around to make the process easier, even though he's afraid doing so will open him up to being struck by the stick and possibly killed. Oh, no. Uh, How big seems... is he? Human-sized, I'm guessing? I genuinely think so. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, so, like, hard to turn around in a hallway, probably, right? Yeah. If you're a As a bug. bug. As yeah. a human, if he... that was hard for you, I'd be worried. <laughs> I will call the locksmith doctor straight away. <laughs> Uh, but it seems like his father is poking him with the stick and shifting him a little to make the process of turning easier. Oh, He's thanks, like Dad. steering him <laughs> around. Gregor injures himself again, scraping his side pretty badly when he becomes stuck in the doorway, leaving brown slime on it. Ew. Yeah. But the father shoves him through and slams the door. Well, they wanted me to get out so badly. Here mm-hmm. I am, and they shove me back in unceremoniously. <laughs> now I'm brown gooing everywhere. So I'm... I'm okay to not go to work. <laughs> Can <laughs> this I, is what I'm here. I'm not fired, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Does my insurance cover this? <laughs> is this like a work cover thing? <laughs> yeah. How does like brown brown slime injuries? He must have so left? much annual leave saved up for you know. <laughs> You'd hope so. Yeah. Five years he hasn't called in sick. Can he cash it in now that he's you know? A well, bug. I mean, it's the 1910s, so probably not. Oh, they probably don't have annual leave. What's annual leave? <laughs> they don't have OH&S. They, they're just sticking their fingers into machines. <laughs> That's true. Oh, my God. get them unstuck at this point in time. Just no gloves. No gloves, just pincers. <laughs> okay. So, part two. Gregor wakes up in the evening. Okay. He tries to feel his way around with his antenna, which Ew. he is now beginning to learn the value of. <laughs> he's know. like, man, these are neat. <laughs> his side still hurts, and he's limping on his little rows of legs. Oh, no. One of them's dragging uselessly behind him. Mm-hmm. And I've written, what an ordeal. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just wondering, so... does that count as me calling in sick? <laughs> Do I need a med cert? <laughs> He realizes that someone has left a bowl of milk for him. Aww. With little pieces of white bread floating in it, like bread pudding or something. That's nice. He says he once had loved milk, but finds that he cannot stand the taste of it now. Oh, He no. listens out for the sounds of his family in the house, but he can hear only quiet. He reflects on how he used to feel a sense of pride for taking care of his family, and he wonders if they'll be okay now without him financially supporting them. <laughs> Well, they can just, like, you know, make him into a circus freak and, like, sell (laughs) tickets to see him. Yeah, there's definitely options. Yeah. Yeah. There's a market. You know. There's a market. It's 1910. People are bored. Someone might want to experiment on him a little. Or, like, yeah, no, people just want to see a big bug man. There's no, like, there's nothing to do. (laughs) Uh, The thought of this financial issues 
Uh, it starts making him anxious, so he tries not to think about it, and he starts crawling around the room to distract himself. <laughs> Someone cracks the door open, but shuts it immediately. They're like, oh, gross. <laughs> He's still a perk. Uh, he notes how everyone had been trying to get in when the doors were locked, but now they're open, no one wants to enter. In fact, the keys are left in the locks on the opposite side. Oh my god, they're going to lock him in there. <clears throat> Eventually, he sees the gas light go off in the house, oh, in the next room. He what? feels nervous in his big open room and he crawls under a small sofa. <laughs> why is Greg the most relatable character? <laughs> <laughs> right? That's what I was surprised by. I thought it was going to be a bit more abstract. But no, it's just but a no, guy. it's just deeply relatable. Worried concept. about missing work <laughs> because he thinks that turning into a bug is not a good enough excuse to miss work. He crawls under the couch. Finally, he drops into a fitful sleep, vowing that he will do everything he can to make his new condition as small a burden on the family oh as possible. Oh my gosh. Why is you, why is you, why are you Greg? <laughs> the next morning, his sister opens the door and looks around the room. At first, she doesn't see him, but when she notices him under the sofa, she jumps out of her skin and slams the door shut once again. Yep, no one wants to see him. Although it seems to him that she regrets his behavior, though, when she returns, bringing him, like, kitchen scraps to eat. Oh, that's nice. Thanks, guys. And she brings it as, as broad a variety as possible. Oh, yeah. As if she's trying to figure out what he wants to eat. She feels <laughs> gratitude for this. Because he doesn't know either. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. She rushes out and even turns the key in the lock. Oh, no. Which Gregor interprets as a kindly consideration for his privacy and self-consciousness, rather than the sheer terror that probably motivated her. Yes. Oh, my God, Greg. <laughs> so Gregor munches on the oldest and grossest food scraps. He leaves <laughs> the fresh veggies because he doesn't like them. In fact, he drags them away from him because he doesn't like the smell. Oh. When his sister returns uh, and turns the key in the lock, it startles him and he scuttles away under the sofa again. Oh, no. Uh, which he now finds quite suffocating after eating all that food, it sounds like. Oh, he's full. His little belly's full. Mm -hmm. His little bug belly. Yeah, exactly. Buzz, buzz. She sweeps up the mess and deposits it in a bin. This becomes routine. And she brings him in food at breakfast time in the morning, uh, while the parents and the maid are still asleep, and then again after their midday meal. She reports to the mother and the father about what and how much Gregor eats, Mm -hmm. um, but for the most part spares them interacting with or thinking about Gregor too much. Which obviously causes them distress. Because he's a bug. And they're in debt. Mm -hmm. Gregor spends a majority of his time now eavesdropping on his family. He learns that the maid begged to be let go after that first day. (laughs) He also learns that some of the money he regularly gave his parents had been put aside. And he feels proud for his contribution to their well-being. Oh, that is good. They've got a few savings, yeah. That's good, that's good. I thought they were just burning through it. Yeah, yeah, no. Burning through his bug money. It's all good. Um, But they want to avoid frittering away his savings. So everyone in the family is going to have to find employment. Well, maybe they should have started with that. (laughs) I know. Gregor feels embarrassed when he hears them discuss this topic as the father has become out of shape and clumsy. The mother has asthma. So neither seems very capable of working. What about the sister? Um, She's like 18 or something. Yeah, she can work. Yeah, she's about ready. Send her. (laughs) Um, Gregor reflects on his relationship with his family, recalling how he and his parents had grown apart. Five years ago, Gregor's father's business had failed. Uh, leading him to become listless and apathetic about finding work. And so Gregor kind of takes over as the breadwinner at this point for the family. Um, So when he first began supporting the family with his income, his parents were extremely grateful. But as they came to expect Gregor's help, their gratitude diminished. And they're just like, yeah, yeah, that's just your role Exactly, yeah. And then Gregor begins to feel alienated from them. Yeah, because he's like, how... Are we assuming he's like early twenties or something? I would say late, uh, mid or late, maybe. Yeah, middle age, <clears throat> middle middle twenties or late twenties. Oh my god, <laughs> middle aged. I'm like Greg. Yeah, from marketing. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he, uh, Gregor and Gret Sales. had remained close though, so much so that he'd planned to send her to music school to study the violin. Oh. Yeah, and he'd planned to announce this on Christmas Day. Buzz, buzz, buzz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, it's very sad. Gregor slowly adapts to his new life. He begins to enjoy scurrying around his room and climbing on a chair to look out the window, even though his eyesight is much worse now and he can hardly see a thing. Oh, no. And he describes the landscape as just grey meeting grey at the horizon. Greg is doing a really, like, bang-up job of not being depressed (laughs) and drowning his, like... Yeah, his shit. His, like, drowning his insect self in the toilet. (laughs) So his sister notices this and starts to leave the chair by the window for him. So Aww. she kind of still sees his humanity a little, I think. Yeah, because he's still in there. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and she also leaves the inner pane of the window open for him when she cleans up the room. Oh. 
though Greta continues to look after Gregor, he notices she cannot stand the sight or the smell of him. Because <laughs> he's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he hides behind a sheet, um, <laughs> which he spends four hours trying to drape over the sofa. Oh, my God. So that she won't have to see him when she enters the room. They should just make him like a Phantom of the Opera mask or something. <laughs> For his whole body. That's what this is. <laughs> the sheet. That takes, oh my god. That's half his day gone. Yeah. Just getting that sheet right. Mm-hmm. So the parents avoid coming in for the first two weeks, although they do seem curious about his state. The mother in particular is eager to see him, but Greta and the father urge her not to. Because she'll just pass out again. Yeah, exactly. Greta notices that Gregor enjoys climbing up the walls and across the ceiling, so she decides to remove the furniture from his room to give him more space. While the, And he's, like, on board for this at the start. He's like, sweet, my terrarium's coming into place. <laughs> exactly. While the father's out, Greta and the mother start taking out furniture, and Gregor hides as usual, but he grows anxious as he hears his mother worry that she and Greta might be doing him a disservice by stripping the room of his possessions. Mm, true, because what if he forgets? Exactly. He, he forgets Griggs. that he's a human... Um, yeah, like I said, he was at first keen on the idea, but he comes to see his mother's point of view. And he's like, oh, maybe I do want to keep my stuff. Greta, however, considers herself the expert on Gregor, since she's the only one handling the situation. Mm. Um, and therefore overrules the mother's objections. Oh, no. While Greta and the mother talk in the living room, Gregor, who is now panicked at the thought of losing all the remnants of his human life. Oh my god, he poops on all of them. Well, he climbs the wall and he covers the picture of the woman in furs with his body. Oh, so he, he, <laughs> um, he keeps the porn. Away. Everything else is... Yeah. Um, but because of this, the mother spots Gregor on the wall. Oh, no. And she goes into a panic saying, oh, God, oh, God, and she passes out. Yep. Okay. Greta yells, Gregor, at him, <laughs> shaking her fist like she's telling him off, which is the first <laughs> word she's spoken directly to him since his transformation. Um, she leaves to get smelling salts for the mother, and <laughs> with some idea of helping her, he lets go of the picture and scurries out after her into the living room. He's just oh. freaking out right He's now. like, He's like, oh, I'm coming, Greg. I'm coming, right? <laughs> uh, she rushes out, grabs medicine, and then returns to Gregor's room, shutting the door behind her. The father returns and, te- and Gret tells him that Gregor broke out <laughs> okay. of his little cell. <laughs> I didn't break out. I was trying to help Greta. Yeah, well, he misunderstands Greta and he thinks that Gregor attacked the mother. So he starts chasing Gregor around the room. Oh, no. Uh, but during this uh, episode, Gregor notices that his father's become a new man since getting a job as a bank attendant. He stands oh. straighter. He looks cleaner and healthier. Um, almost as if he's undergone his own transformation. <gasps> in response to Gregor. The the yeah, to the the other one. Yeah, well and also their their positions in the family have swapped back, right? Because now Gregor's unable to work and the father's the breadwinner again. Yeah. Which he should have been doing. They mm. they were just chilling. <clears throat> the father throws fruit at Gregor oh! and eventually hits him with an apple that actually becomes lodged in the plates of Gregor's back, which oh. hurts quite a lot. Yeah, he's apparently. a bug. <laughs> Yeah, the mother bursts from the bedroom uh, and Gregor rushes for the door, hearing his mother beg his father to spare her cockroach son's life. <laughs> Was that in the book, like, word for word? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's how Kafka wrote it. Her cockroach son. <laughs> now we're on part three. Shit, we're on part three already. Oh, fuck, we're only half an hour in. I know, what the fuck? This is a shouty... So, Gregor's apple injury situation limits his mobility further, and he describes himself as an ancient invalid. He can no longer crawl over the ceiling or anything like that. He's just suffering. Uh, The family actually takes pity on him, leaving his door open at night so he can watch them kind of participate in the family (laughs) life. I'm here too, guys. Buzz, buzz. (laughs) Apple really hurt then. (laughs) Oh, really hurt. Maybe you can call that Dr. Locksmith. (laughs) Get us out of this jam. Does he, <laughs> Get us buzz. Does he do bugs? <laughs> Little did he know before he was a locksmith. He, he was an exterminator. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say like entomologist. Or oh my god. Exterminator. That's the only way to save this bug is to put it out of its misery. Doctor, why do you have two <laughs> shotguns? <laughs> Doctor, is that more teens? <laughs> Oh my god, poor Greg. Yeah. Of course, family life is very subdued and quiet these days. The father dozes in his chair while the mother sews lingerie for a boutique. Oh. Uh, Yeah, she's a seamstress. Uh, And Greta studies French and shorthand in hopes of moving up from her job as a sales clerk to something better. Oh, but she was gonna go to music school. She was gonna go to Juilliard. (laughs) The father whiplash. 
The father stops taking off his bank attendant uniform when he comes home. Um, this means that the uniform becomes increasingly shabby and accrues stains. So Why like, does he love keeping it on? Just make him feel something? I guess so. Feels like a big shot with that blazer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with that yeah. name tag. Uh, Greta and the mother encourage the father to go to bed early, but he stays up late every night muttering about how sad his life has become. <laughs> what about your bug son? Yeah, Gregor starts feeling a bit neglected, though he recognizes that they're all tired and overworked. And he's a bug. And he's a bug. Can someone please just like give him something cool to play with? Like a, <laughs> on a huge He's ball. enrichment. <laughs> yeah. Like a anything. zoo animal. Oh my God. Take him on the road. Get him to perform. I know. God, there's so many untapped markets. Just ha- <laughs> uh, Kafka. Have him do the late night circuit. <laughs> yeah, buzz buzz. <laughs> They'll just get like a translator. Yeah. Gregor learns that the family has been selling off jewelry to bring in money, and they oh, replace no. their regular maid with an elderly cleaning lady. So they can still afford a cleaning lady. I know. But maybe that was normal back then. I don't know, because they're not, like, upper class or anything. Yeah. They're, yeah, like, middle they're class. Like middle, yeah. Or they just don't want to clean because their son is a bug and he's leaving around all these like shells and <laughs> legs. Yeah, legs and like those little hairs. Ugh. Ugh. Disgusting. Ugh. Uh, he also realizes they feel trapped by his presence. <laughs> Gregor stops sleeping and eating as he frets about the family and the past, alternating between guilt over not helping them and outrage that they've neglected him. Greta hardly takes care of him at all anymore. She's very busy with a new job. Um, but despite this apparent indifference to Gregor, she c- becomes extremely upset when the mother cleans Gregor's room. Because <laughs> she's like, that's my exactly. thing. She's like, Gregor's mine to look after. He's my pet. Yeah. Yeah. The new cleaning lady, meanwhile, regularly talks to Gregor, Gregor oh. cheerfully calling him you old dung beetle, which oh. he doesn't appreciate. <laughs> dung beetle? He's never rolled a ball of poop in his life. <laughs> She openly stares at him and even tries to sneak into the room to catch him off guard. (laughs) She's a fucking rascal, this cleaning lady. (laughs) Oh my god. One day, Gregor, tired of being peered at, tries to attack her. But it's slow going because he's very injured and invalid and has stopped eating. And the cleaning lady isn't particularly concerned by this. She just threatens him with a chair, (laughs) which causes him to back off and give up. And he's like, damn, you got me. You Mm. got me this time. Mm He has completely stopped eating now. Oh, no. Yeah. Sometimes he takes a bit of food, holds it in his mouth for a few hours, and then spits it out. Oh, my God. At first, he thinks his lack of appetite is due to the state of his room. Uh, they've started using it as, like, a supply closet. And they're, like... <laughs> the dumping ground. Um, Greg's still there. Yeah. Sort of like a storeroom situation for anything they don't have a place for in the rest of the house. Oh, my Greg. Uh, the reason for the lack of space is that they've rented out a room in the... Uh, in the flat to three oh, gentlemen. Okay. Gregor spies on them through the crack in the door. Ew. They all have full beards and are insistent upon things being tidy, not just their own rented room, but like the entire flat. I thought he said that the they kitchen. had four beards. <laughs> like they each had four beards. I'm like, oh. yeah, because it's three dudes. They have four beards. <laughs> they do that. <laughs> um, and they're they're annoying. Um. And they've brought their own furnishings and equipment and stuff oh with them God. too. So to avoid clutter, a lot of things have been put away in Gregor's room. That's so rude. You don't get to edit mm-hmm. your Airbnb. Yeah. All right. The cleaning lady, who's always in a hurry, also uses his room to store stuff in. Oh, no. And he sort of resents it, but he also sort of enjoys crawling through the clutter. <laughs> He's oh. like, woo, I'm a bug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, finally, some stimulation. <laughs> um, although it leaves him exhausted, he says. Well, he doesn't eat. Yeah. And he has an apple lodged in his back. <laughs> yeah. Which is almost ironic. He can eat the apple, I guess. <laughs> With the new tenant sometimes eating dinner in the living room, the door to Gregor's room is often left closed. However, one night the door is left open so Gregor can observe them in the living room. Uh, the Let the bug watch. Yeah. <laughs> the lodges are rude and picky with the food too. Um, though Greta and her mother bend over backwards to keep them happy. And Gregor is jealous as well. He's like, these tenants are being so well taken care of. And here I am, a starving bug. to death. <laughs> here I am, a bug. <laughs> uh, the family is now accustomed to eating dinner in the kitchen. So that the renters can have the dining room, I guess. So they take their dinner there. Oh my god, they've gone downstairs. Yeah, exactly. And Gregor suddenly hears the sound of his sister's violin issuing from that room. He hasn't heard it in the longest time. 
Uh, the tenants are entranced by the music as well. They get up to listen at the door. The family hears this and think, and the father offers to quiet the noise, but the tenants uh, reply on the contrary, and they ask the lady to come in and play for them. They're like, finally, some real music. Mm. <laughs> they're just um, they're just <laughs> following around Mumford and Sons on tour. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's the three men with the four beards. Yes. <laughs> Gregor is also entranced by her playing, and he starts to creep forward into the living room. Oh no, too forward. Yeah, and Kafka writes, was he an animal if music could captivate him? So, so that's a that's a philosophical question for you. Because um, just because he likes the groovy tunes, is he an animal? Well, like, but you know, maybe he's still partly human. I guess he hasn't completely turned into an animal because of the music. Yeah, no, I got what you meant. I was just trying to be an asshole. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I should have known. Me trying to be asshole, you apologizing. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> he longs to take his sister back into his room and tell her about his plan to send her to music oh, school. Oh, the buzz buzz. Yeah. It was going to be, you know, their yeah. Christmas carol. Exactly. <laughs> Greg, that boy. <laughs> Greg, bless us, everyone. <laughs> what day is it? One of the tenants spots him. The father's first instinct is to calm the gentleman rather than to drive Gregor back into his room. So he rushes up to them with his eyes wide open, trying to drive them back to their room and sort of block their view of Gregor with his body. <laughs> Phenomenal. They are taken aback. Gregor isn't sure whether they're more offended by his father's behavior or whether it's the idea that they've been living in such close proximity to such a disgusting monster all this time. Human bug. Potentially a little bit of both. Um, they declare they will move out and they won't pay the rent owing because this is a one star review. Yeah, this is a Airbnb, just like, um, yeah, good place, lots of light, bug man, <laughs> giant bug, giant bug. And no, I will not expand on that. <laughs> giant bug. Greta tells her parents. That they have to stop believing the bug is Gregor. Oh! And that they must get rid of it. No! Yeah, she's kind of grown up, outgrown. <laughs> she's grown, it, outgrown, yeah. yeah. He only came out because he heard you play. Yeah. The father wishes they could explain to Gregor why they need him to leave, but Greta says that if he could understand them, he would have left long ago to spare them any more pain. Oh! I'm sorry, Greta. I'm sorry <laughs> I turned into a huge bug and apparently got fired from my job. Uh, Gregor, feeling terrible, scuttles back to his room and they lock him in. And I've got another passage here. What now then, Gregor asked himself as he looked round in the darkness. He soon made the discovery that he could no longer move at all. This was no surprise to him. It seemed rather that being able to actually move around on those spindly legs until until now was unnatural. He also felt relatively comfortable. It was true that his entire body was aching, but the pain seemed to be slowly getting weaker and weaker. Oh, is he and dying? And finally disappear altogether. Oh, thank God. He could already hardly feel the decayed apple in his back or the inflamed area around it, which was entirely covered by white dust. Oh my God, that's so gross. Ew. Um, he the thought, mold from the yeah. fucking apple? Yeah. Oh, truly disgusting. He thought back on his family with emotion and love. If it was possible, he felt that he must go away even more strongly than his sister. He remained in the state of empty, peaceful rumination until he heard the clock tower strike three in the morning. He Perfect watched... bug leaving time. <laughs> he wa- Sorry. He watched as it slowly began to get light everywhere outside the window too. Then, without his willing it, his head sank down completely and his last breath flowed weakly from his nostrils. Oh, he just died in bed. Yeah. After just deciding, hey. Time to pass away. <laughs> Yeah, time time to hit the road myself. I'll be my own manager. Buzz buzz. <laughs> buzz bye. Buzz bye. Okay, so Greg's dead, Greg's and then dead. what? The cleaning lady discovers Gregor's body the next morning. The family gathers around the corpse, and Greta notices how skinny Gregor had become. Hmm. The tenants emerge and demand their breakfast from the cleaning lady, who presses a finger to her lips and shows them the corpse of the bug. And they're like... And then the family emerges. It's clear they've been crying a little... The father kicks the tenants out of the apartment. Uh, the family decides to take a walk, but first they write letters to their bosses explaining why they aren't coming in to work. Oh. The cleaning lady, seeming pretty pleased with herself, tells them that she got rid of the body, but the family seems uninterested in her. Oh and the father God. actually uh, decides to fire her that night. <laughs> They're like, sorry, can't come in. Do you remember my son that turned into a bug? Yeah, he died. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, no, I'll I'll say I'll stay back later Friday. <laughs> yeah. All right, thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Greta and her parents leave the apartment and take a trolley ride to the countryside. They discuss their finances and discover that they have much more money than they thought. Idiots. Uh, they decide to move to a smaller apartment in a better location. Oh, because, like, yeah, Greg's life savings, that's just theirs now. Yeah. Fucking. Uh, the parents notice that uh, what an attractive young woman Greta has become, and they think they ought to find a husband for her soon. She can do that herself. Almost as if sh- she's gone through her own metamorphosis. Okay. Is that- <laughs> when will the mom go through her metamorphosis? She's the only one who hasn't. <laughs> as they reach their stop, Greta stands and stretches... And that's the end of the story. Are you serious? Yeah, it's really, it's a real shorty. And it's, a novella. It's really sad. It's quite sad, yeah. It's exactly like the movie The Fly. Is it? Tell me. It really isn't. <laughs> okay, t- never mind. The only thing that they have in common is the protagonist mm-hmm. is a big insect. Okay. Well, that's a strong point of comparison. Because, <laughs> um, well, that's I guess. That's not nothing. With the fly, one of its major themes is like humanity and like what mm-hmm. it means to be quote unquote human. Okay. And it is like just as sad watching a man like devolve into mm-hmm. an insect I imagine when that he's would be like stressful. buzz buzzing. Yeah. Uh, um, Jeff Goldblum did not take it as well as Greg did. <laughs> he was not as chill about it. Well, it just happened it. all at once for Greg. I feel like he. That's true. He didn't I... have to like go through the process like really fast just in a snap like in one second he went through the five stages of grief and immediately he was accepting it yeah you know what i mean he's yeah. like oh, oh uh, well this is it mm. and just like hope work will let me take the day off but probably not they would not mm. dwight showed up yeah I was, like, worried he was going to accidentally, like, kill someone. Yeah, you know? that would be dark. Because the rest was so light. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. I think, like, one of the themes in it is, like, the limits of sympathy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Like, you can feel sorry for someone, like, in a bad situation up to a point. <laughs> it's like, when does he stop being a bug and just becomes a nuisance? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when does it stop being, like, our family member and starts being, you know. So what do you make of this super short story that just, like, doesn't really follow any arcs or major points? It's kind of just, like, man turned into bug, man died. Is this, like, a big, like, metaphor? Uh, I don't know if it's a metaphor as much as it is just, like, a... A bit of a satire on like modern attitudes around work mm. <laughs> and sad bug tales. Being successful and like the weird alienation of middle class family dynamics of the time. Like it's just Franz Kafka had a really depressing life. Was um, he also a bug? No, but like everything but he he like had this really cold, distant relationship with his dad, who was like this big wig business guy and thought he was like a weak feminine loser. And he wanted to study literature in oh my god in uni, but he had to study law, and he ends up like working as an insurance clerk for like oh his god. entire life, and like publishing a couple things, and then his friend like publishes the rest of his books after he dies. How did he a die? Fucking TB, I think. <laughs> classic. How did he die? TB, I think. Oh, I thought you said classic TV ending, like it was oh, a show. No, I said TB. I oh, think. Yeah. <laughs> And then I said, it's a classic. It's a, all right, I just... I, and by that, I mean tuberculosis. Just say consumption. Mm. It's nicer. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so I think, like, his experiences working in the insurance, like, working in the, in that company as, like, this just... Do you think he tried to call in, like, sick ones and they sent in Dwight after him? Probably. And he was still thinking about it? This is all feels very authentic. <laughs> Including and up to the bug. The bug. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he likes to believe that he too would act so coolly if he were to wake up a bug. Yeah, maybe. Greg just took it so well. He did. He did. He, he but it kind of points to like how defeated he is. Yeah, the, the first like thing how... he thinks of is like, will work fire me? As opposed to, oh my god, I'm a bug. Yeah, and we'll just like that society is even more surreal than the idea of being turned into a bug. Like, the way we have to live our lives is stupid and weird and 
as surreal as being tended to a giant bug. So capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. So And that's like a theme across a couple of Franz Kafka's works. Like people talk about the trial a lot, which is about like this guy gets accused of a crime that he didn't commit and he like goes through this whole trial and at no point does anything make any sense. Like, <laughs> you know. Objection. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, yeah, and so that kind of like the the surrealness of modern bureaucracy. And yeah. but in the end, it was just about a bug man. Yeah. Well, I thought it was quite and his hot funny. sister. <laughs> um, and a bit more lighthearted and whimsical than I was yeah, like, I led thought it to was, expect. I really thought it was gonna be like heavy, dark, just like all these like metaphors. And but no, it's just a sad young bug man. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Hey, who buzzed before mm. he could live? Yeah. Yeah, what a bummer, man. Yeah. Almost exactly like the movie The Fly. <laughs> I can't believe how short this episode is. I feel like I'm reaching for things to say. <laughs> yeah, it's 56 minutes in, and about 10 minutes of it is us chasing the cats away. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, That's crazy. Well, they get a short one. Yeah. You're con- congratulations. There's not much more we can say about it. I mean, there's probably more we can say about it. But there's not much more we know to say. <laughs> there is definitely more to say about it, but I... Mm-hmm. Your objection... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm objecting to myself. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it. Well, that's it. That's And that's that. And that's that on that. <laughs> buzz, buzz. <laughs> All right. Shall we stop? <laughs> that's what they're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized mm-hmm. I forgot that we took an edible. Yes. <laughs> around an hour ago. Yes, yeah, definitely. Happened. So um, I hope that the metamorphosis was short. Like, <laughs> unless you just skipped over like a bunch of pages. You're gonna cause... listen back to this, and it's just gonna be bug noises. <laughs> buzz, buzz, buzz. It's gonna be a lot of that. <laughs> and we're like, but it sounded like it made sense. Sam and Sandy turned into giant bugs. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta make a net. You gotta catch him, Sandy. You gotta give him the blathers. Oh my god.